this grass where are you do it without him in here Wes actually gave me a word a couple weeks back that God was going to do something really amazing with Hannah and he kind of felt like a major breakthrough was happening and I was thanking him for it uh, the Lord that is I agreed with him. I'm trying to find my pairing Apple TV Oh, there I go. Anyways, um, he gave me a word saying that something good was going to happen. Hannah miraculously do uh, recover or something. And almost instantly after he gave me the word, just it was something happened with Hannah where she was, her lungs started to open up. She didn't need any more oxygen. She's been off oxygen uh, from from being, you know, she has a trach. And so one of the signs of, of trach removal is that she wear this speaking valve. So it kind of causes her to breathe more from the, so it causes her to speak. And so uh, she kind of felt like that was kind of bothering her. So she just took the red cap and put it on. And, and the red cap is the final stage. If she can wear the red cap... I think for 12 hours a day, for like 7 to 14 days, the doctors will pull the trach out. So something, Jesus is doing something really powerful. So I just wanted to let everyone know that thank you for standing with, with the Heinz family in prayer. I thank you for all your prayers and your declarations. Um, my point is, is no matter what you're going through, you get the church family to pray for you. So this is what I want to do. I just felt led to do this. I want you to start sending Pastor Keith. I'll get, uh, you know, your word, is, your word came to pass that you gave me over Hannah. It did. Yeah. She had a, she's having amazing breakthroughs right now. Um, but uh, I want you to, I want you to start now. This is going to go out anonymously. Pastor Keith, you're the only one in the church that's going to know. If you have a prayer request for your family, for your loved ones, for financial needs, for whatever, whatever is going on, I want you to send Pastor Keith an email or send it to him that he can cut and paste and put it all on a list, an anonymous list, and then we can put it up on a private, a private messenger so we can all pray because, and we don't, don't tell anybody what you're putting and posting, okay? Try and be as short but as thorough as possible, all right? So that we can all start praying for the needs of this, of this church, okay? Let's pray for one another. Bible says pray for one another so you can be, exactly, somebody knows that one. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to take up the offering. Uh, if you're making out a check, please make it out to COA. Um, Pastor Keith, raise your hands if you need an offering envelope. Pastor Keith will help you with that. You can give online. 
Church in One Accord, you can do it on the you can do it through the website or the, the church app, or you could text to give. And uh, oh boy, I haven't done this one in a long th- long time. I think it's COA text 77977. Okay. Are are we big enough, guys? Is this better? I get it so big, I won't need my reading glasses. I see Darla squinting, so. Okay, praise God. Well, today we're going to continue our, our progression for talking to you about creating a kingdom culture. But today's message is a little bit different, Bree. It's creating kingdom authority. Kingdom authority. Creating kingdom authority. And so we're going to go to the Gospel of John, and we're going to read the first six verses. Because there's something very powerful in these verses. Are you guys ready? Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus says. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Whew. And where I go, you, and where I go, excuse me, you know, I'm reading out of the New King James. I normally don't read out of the New King James. And the way that, and the way you know, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the father except through me. This is. A very, I stumbled upon this today. I had not prepared a message, and I'm thinking, what do I, what do I want to preach? What, what is it about the kingdom that I want to preach? And there was, you know, I, there was, I, I started to listen to Bill Johnson, and I listened to about 20 seconds of him, and I turned it off because he triggered me. He said one word, dimensions. Dimensions. So I had to, I just turned off Bill, and because the flow started, and here it is. This is dimensions. See, this scripture, when read, looks like it's future. And from the reading, it is where I go, when I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. He's talking about the return of Jesus. However, if if you scroll down through that very chapter and you get to John 14, 23, if anyone, this is the amplified, if anyone really loves me, He will keep my word, meaning his teaching, 
and my father will love him and we will come and make our dwelling place with him. Did you guys get what I'm saying already? Are you sure? Because what Jesus is telling us is not let our hearts be troubled. The sinner of your spiritual life is Christ Jesus. That is the center of your spiritual life. However, the definition says, if you're going to have a good spiritual life, your mind cannot be influenced. We cannot, we've been, we talked about this last week. We talked about having the mind of Christ. You guys remember? Zena's exempt here unless she listened to the app. You'll have to catch up. Hopefully you had a good time. We'll talk about it after church. I want to hear about all the testimonies. She went to New Orleans and witnessed. But it means to be agitated or trouble. It's by movement. It is it goes to and fro, meaning trouble can come and go, come and go. But don't be troubled, Jesus says, to cause an inward commotion. In other words, don't let people stir you up. Don't let circumstances stir you up. Don't look at the carnal. Stay focused at Christ as being your sinner. Stay focused. Act like him. Be like him. Let the word of God, meditate on the word of God and let it sink down into your spiritual life. Don't be disturbed. It's talking about the mental stuff. That stuff that comes at you and stirs you up on the inside and you have all these negative emotions, that is not kingdom living. I'm just setting you up for something really big. Because then he says many, many mansions. And it actually means an, an abiding or a dwelling place. It's the definition. You need to remember this. But it's not only a dwelling place or an abode, but it is a place to act. Because the root word, the root word dwelling place comes from, comes from two Greek words, place and act. Okay? Place and act. So Jesus is saying... Now watch this, watch this. I'm, I'm getting ready to start unpeeling the revelation. And remember what I just got done saying, because if you're going to really have a good mindset, I'm about to tell you, okay? Because he says about this dwelling place or this abode, you're going to get to a place in your spiritual life where I've come because we know what four, uh, chapter... Uh, John 14, 23 says. And then, so there's mansions, and then there's that place. And let's read this again. To receive you where I am. He says, I will go to prepare a place. Place. What I'm 
talking to you about today is dimensions, spiritual dimensions. John 14, 23 says this, Jesus answered, if anyone really loves me, he will keep my word, my teaching, and our father will love him and will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. Now, that's Jesus coming inside, the Spirit of God coming inside, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, dwelling in you, creating a home in you. That very home that he's creating in you is supposed to materialize like the home that he has prepared for you in heaven. It's what all these people are talking about, heaven to earth. Heaven, heaven is already in the earth. You. You. You are that temple, Paul would say. You are that dwelling place where the places of heaven, the places of heaven dwell in you. We say, Brother Bruce, how do you know that? Well, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says that we are seated at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus, and we have been blessed in the heavenly, heavenly realms. Realms. Do you know that you have realms inside of you? You have dimensions inside of you? Do I really have to talk about this right now? Do I have to explain myself? Let me explain myself. How about this? There's the miracle realm. There's the healing realm. There's the prophetic realm. There's the deliverance realm. There's the fallen angel realm. There's this realm where you can interact with angels. Why? Because you've been exalted above everything. <laughs> What Jesus is saying here is I will show you many dimensions now that wait for you in the future. That's what he's saying. When you put those two scriptures verses together, yes, I understand the first one talks about there, but verse 23 talks about here, and it talks about a dwelling place. It's the same Greek word. The same Greek word, dwelling place, same thing. Jesus never got off topic. He continued to flow right through it all. It's just basically how we see things. You need to say to yourself right now, say to yourself right now, I have inside of me Christ Jesus, who has been exalted over all the dimensions of creation. I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. Christ in you, your authority 
the head of the church, the leader of God's church, lives and dwells in us. And every dimension that that has ever been created, Jesus has been exalted and he dwells in you. Those dimension, those dimensions dwell in you through Christ Jesus. You're in Christ, I'm in Christ, Christ is in you, Christ is in me. First Corinthians, verse 30 maybe, right towards the end. Are you okay right now? I gave you an example here. Let me give you an example. In Jude chapter 6, the Bible says, or in Jude verse 6, the Bible says, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own dwelling place, their abode, their dimension, where they lived in heaven, where they lived in a spiritual dwelling place. He has reserved an everlasting change under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Now, he's probably talking about the angels that actually left their abode. Some did, some didn't. And those that did, that created all this havoc in Genesis 6, were chained and sent to the to Tartarus, but that's another subject. The domain is a dwelling place, it's a habitation, and it's a residence. This is where it really gets scary. This is where it really, really gets scary. Jesus resides over all creation. Do you agree? I agree. I concur. So, you reside over all creation. It's pretty scary. I was in a big time deliverance a few days ago. Big, big time deliverance. And it was the fallen angel who rules over all astrology. This was a big one. It was so big I had to call Martha. I needed backup. I needed a travailer. Dimensions. Now, here's the problem that I found out that I had. There's sin in my bloodline that did not free me from that dimension. And the sin in my bloodline evidently was so deep that I couldn't even get the at the demon the chief demon of astrology I couldn't even get him out matter of fact I couldn't even get to him because every time I tried to address him the fallen came down and protected him 
just like I write about in my books. So the Lord says, wait until you get through the whole thing, then go get him. There's repentance and renunciation that I have to go through. Are you guys understanding what I'm really trying to talk to you about? I'm trying to talk to you about there's certain spiritual principles that require repentance. To operate, to see, we all cry out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And if you could just open yourself up spiritually and look inside of you, you would see heaven and earth inside of you. It's true. (laughs) Jesus is heaven and earth. They are in him. You know, when I think of God the Father, I think of all creation laying in his belly, in his womb. That's how I think of God the Father in creation. The Greek word here, arch. Let's go, but see, what I'm trying to bring to you is there's, what is it? It's the beginning, a, a origin, a domain is an origin. One of, the, one of the interesting definitions that I didn't put down here, it was like a sail, a sail and a sail, and it was talking about having the four corners of the sail. Think of a big sail, how the sail is shaped trying to describe a spiritual dimension that has a beginning point. Oh, come on, you guys got to be catching me here. I'm talking about where you are now. You're operating in a dimension. But you're designed to break through it and on to the bigger one. Because it actually means space and, and um, uh, areas within, within space. So you have an area, but there's space. And then you have a bigger area, and there's still space. These are the definitions. This is what Paul and this is what Jesus was saying. Peter got to a place. Now we just talk about even Peter's shadow healed. In other words, basically what he's saying is Peter's dimension, if he walked down the street, anything that, that got in the way of the dimension that he had authority in was changed. That's what I'm talking to you about. I'm really talking to the intercessors more than anybody tonight because there's There's dimensions of travail that we need that will break open the heavens. The Greek word arch here, it comes from the word archangel. It's an arch. The highest class, the highest of realms, means the origin or the beginning of a realm. All I can tell you right now is God is slowly introducing me to some of the highest fallen angels that have ever fell from heaven. 
And I'm having to learn, I'm having to wade into the water, just slowly wade into the water. Because I have to learn the realm that I'm supposed to operate in. Now just think, if we could get a prayer meeting that could clear out the angelic realm around here that, that introduces evil. <laughs> You know, when these, these angels start flapping their wings and they start stirring up the sin of the earth, you know that's what's happening, right? When man is sinning, these angels are flapping their wings. And there's something about, because we came from creation and creation fell, the very earth fell, and the earth groans out. It cries out. Is this too deep for you guys? It cries out for the redemption of Christ Jesus. So these fallen angels, when they come down into territories, they start flapping their wings. And when they flap their wings, it's almost like the dust of the earth. The sin of the earth starts crying out, starts coming up, and is screaming. What is it screaming? Legal right! Legal right! Legal right! I blocked their prayers! Legal right! Legal right! This fallen angel told me that God could not hear me. And I got nowhere. I got zip. And I finally, my, finally, because I was so out of practice and didn't expect it, I finally, it finally registered. If God can't hear my prayers, if he can't hear any prophecy, if he can't hear anything out of my mouth, there's one thing he can hear. It is written. That's why it's so important for you believers to start to quote the word. If you want to see change in your family, you'll be here at four o'clock and you'll pay the price to harp and bowl with me and Pastor Keith to see something, to see your family change, to see areas in your life changed, everything changed. Why? Because we want to get a scripture from God, read the scripture, and pray the scripture. Not our will, his will. Okay. Now, I don't have to walk you through all the scriptures in the Bible that talks about your, the believer's authority, do I? Everybody should know that a believer has authority, but you only have authority in the realm that you operate in. If you don't have any authority, then you don't have any realm. Oops. Darla told me to say that. Now, Ephesians 1 through 20, or uh, 1, 20 through 23, the definition the definition, the Bible actually states three powerful things in these three scriptures. It says the first one, God's power was demonstrated when, and that's what these scriptures are about, the power of the living God. And he says, when God raised Christ from the dead, that's the first declaration of power. That was when the devil was defeated. The second one is this, exalting Christ to his present position 
of authority at God's right hand. That's what the Bible says. This is a cut and paste from the scripture. And number three, number three, what did he do? His third act of power, God's third act of power, he put Christ over the church. Appointing Jesus to be head of the church. And then what did he do? To fulfill this, to fulfill this scripture, what did, what did the father do? He sent Jesus back for 40 days and he appeared many times to the apostles and he talked, Acts chapter 1 verse 3, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. And he said, wait right here. Don't leave this prayer room until the, the mighty rushing wind. This is my full, t- my full intent. I am turning my heart towards this. Because when revival comes, somebody is going to have to orchestrate the dimensions. <laughs> if I don't study it, how am I going to operate in it? Excuse me. Paul puts four Greek words together in these scriptures. He puts them together in verse 21. And I know it's arch, exclusia, deutimus, and I'm not exactly sure how to say that one. I'll get John to give the translation later. But it means this. Whoever possesses the arch, what is the arch? It's the realm. It's the dimension. It's the prayer. It's the Isaiah, it's the Zechariah chapter 3. The fulfillment, the fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 3. Where he says, if you do these things, verse six or, uh, 6 or 7, he says, not only will you operate in my courts, but I'll give you charge over those that operate in the court. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In other words, what he's saying is, I'll promote you to the courts of heaven. And I'll give you charge over the angelic realm. Why? These guys operated with angels all the time. We think, well, that's then. This is today. It's because we've lost the revelation of who we are. Are you guys getting anything? I'm almost done. I broke this, I broke the four Greek words down. I, I, I put it more to where we can actually see what Paul's talking about here. Because you are at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus and all spiritual dimensions are underneath your feet. 
That's why we can say the devil is under our feet. He's only under our feet if we know how to put him there. Through Christ Jesus, we have the ability to possess the arch or the dimensions. If Jesus doesn't introduce me to a dimension, I can never enter it. He's the owner of the dimension. He owns it. He's Lord of all. Lord over the church and Lord of all. And then the second Greek word there is exclusia. So whoever displays the authority has the right to reign in the dimension. Come on, church. This is, a, this is an intercessor's light bulb on 3,000 watt. You have to hook yourself up to a nuclear power plant. And this should be just spinning you. Because you have the arch, you have the realm, you have the dimension to walk with the archangels. Oh. Zechariah chapter 3, read it for yourself. I promise you it's there. This is the one that Jesus, this is the first introduction to me being delivered from fallen angels. Read Zechariah 3. Get in there and read it. Now quote it to me and boom. I was delivered, got delivered right in my bedroom. Just right down the street here. Anyways. And then it says, whoever displays the dunamis or the power or uh, whoever displays the authority will, will, will operate in the power. There's people in this room that walk in much power. Much power. I'm helping you by telling you you need to learn the realm. And if you have the power to exercise the authority, if you have the authority to exercise the power, that means things obey. Things obey because it's not you doing it. It's Christ, the owner of the dimensions, inside of you doing it. Come on. Come on, it's the Holy Spirit to pry you wide open and to get you to look and to see and to get you to engage in that power, that authority that Christ has inside of you. He's there as your teacher, as your trainer, as your guide. He is the one who reveals Jesus. And so whoever manifests the power, in other words, signs and wonders or, or fallen angels or, or demons just come out at command. Command. Because you've, you've paid the price. You understand how the dimension works. So Jesus goes, okay, you don't need to start at the back of the line. Let's go to the front line because I can get you to pray in 15 seconds what it would take you 15 hours to, to have somebody confess. 
That's why Jesus, that's why, you know, Lee's going, whoa, you're even on the computer zipping through 30 altars and, and hundreds of demons in 25 minutes. Why? Because it's not me that's doing it. I understand who's doing it. I'm like the centurion. Ah, Jesus. I see how you obey the kingdom of God, and I obey Caesar. So if I got it. And then he says, whoever manifests the power will exercise. What we got there, John? Or the, the lordship. Now, the definition is the lordship. It just means lordship. That is my addition. I added that. The lordship of Jesus Christ. But I got that from the text out of Ephesians. This is all that Jesus did for me. All of it. That's all he did for me right there. Ephesians chapter 1. All he did for me. So, let's conclude this thing if I can. Because I've opened up a bunch of stuff to you. But I remember I told you. I told you last week. You have no idea who's living inside of you. I don't. I don't have any idea. All I know is what I'm operating in right now. But my goodness, I have, there's so much out there. Jesus is just way too big for me. And John 14 and 3 says this, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, Eventually, there you will be too. What's my point I'm making? Wouldn't you like to know what the dimension is when you get there and you go, oh, ah, oh, whoa, whoa. And the crown that you have in that dimension you can take off and you can throw it at Jesus' feet. Why don't we stand? This is the stuff I'm going to be teaching at the conference on April 22nd and 3rd. <clears throat> ho. Ho. That happen. If you need healing in your body, please come down right now. Anybody need healing in their body? Healing, Sadidad. Healing. Healing in your body.